have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Fanalist.pod. Today, we're talking about the NBA play-in tournament. I'm joined by none other than Yash Joshi and Rohan Ranjan on yet another NBA podcast. So, guys, I know that we want to get to the LeBron and Steph, all that, you know, fun stuff. But before we get into that, let's just, you know, slow it down a bit, take it all in. It's a play-in tournament, but we're going to start with the Eastern Conference first. And the first matchup, obviously, is the seventh-seeded Celtics against the eighth-seeded Washington Wizards. And before getting into this, I would just like to explain the playing tournament is very simple. The seven seed plays the eight seed and the nine seed plays the 10 seed. How this works is that the winner of the seventh and eight seed game will take the seventh seed officially in each conference of the playoff picture. And the loser of the game will play the winner of the nine and 10 play in tournament for the eighth seed in each conference. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Sean, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, it's going to be an exciting playing tournament for sure. I'm sure people are a little confused about the format. So I'm glad you explained that. Um, just going on to the Celtics wizards. Uh, I know the wizards have been super hot uh, coming out of the regular season. These last like 15, 20 games, you know, I saw you posted this like insane stat line for Westbrook, um, which he was averaging a triple double as we know, Mr. Triple double. So I'm going to take, are we doing predictions right now? Or are we just kind of previewing it? Spit it out. Spit it out. Do those predictions. I'm going to, I'm going to take the wizards to kind of upset the Celtics. I don't really know if it's an upset after Jalen Brown went down. Well, I did see you using air quotes when you say upset, <laughs> but. <laughs> um, but I think Bradley Beal, Westbrook, uh, Bertans kind of pull it out beat the Celtics, the undermanned Celtics right now. I just don't think that they have the momentum going forward and they're just not going to make a run this year. This just isn't their year. Rest up, recover for next year. But I think the Wizards can maybe make some noise in the first round, just how hot they are as a team. I I completely agree with you, Rohan, but I'm actually going to take it a step further. I think the Wizards are going to blow out the Celtics. I think the Celtics are honestly in a place right now where they have Jason Tatum, who's... A potential superstar in the making but Jalen Brown's out for the playoffs Marcus Smart is Marcus Smart and we don't know how Kemba Walker is going to be performing if he plays if he's injured who knows so I think the Celtics are in that kind of limbo of should we like kind of tank for that draft pick because we know Jalen Brown's out or should we actually try to play the Wizards hopefully maybe get that seven maybe the eight seed if we lose the first game and then win the second one I'm just not sure what the Celtics should be doing because their secondary star is out, but we'll see what happens with that team. Absolutely. I mean, I'll make it three for three over here and say the Wizards are going to win this game. Um, but the question is by how much, how little, whatever it is. At the end of the day, a win's a win. But I've, I've really yep. stood by that. I don't care if you win by one point or 50. You know, you're winning at the end of the day. Um, speaking of injuries, I think Jalen Brown's the most important one. His absence is going to be felt um in the backcourt for boston even defensively you know you need two stars to win in this league it's that's the reality of it in 2020 2021 whatever you want to call it probably since lebron joined the miami heat it's been a very norm that we have to have two stars to win in the nba playoffs but i'm going to give the celtics just like a little bit of a i don't know like a 
you know, hey, maybe, maybe you could win just because Jason Tatum's Jason Tatum. But ultimately, you know, Westbrook and Bradley Beal. I understand that Bradley Beal's also not 100% healthy with his hamstring. But, you know, you give me – he's still on the court. He's still on the court. That's, that's what matters to me. So um, I'm, I'm taking the Wizards over there as well. That's a clean sweep for the Wizards here. But, but I mean, I do want to say the Wizards win. They get the seventh seed, and they take on the Brooklyn Nets. So, oh, oh, that's not even a question. No matter who wins the play-in in the East, they're getting bounced in the first round. I think that's a given. Yeah. I think that's a given. Yeah, yeah well, absolutely. I'm well, let's sure move on. Let's move on to. Let's yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's move. Let's move on to the Hornets and Pacers. Um, I mean, I'm gonna blatantly say it. I think that. I think this will go either way, quite frankly. It really can. Um, I want to say that the Pacers have better team chemistry, if that kind of makes sense. But, like, I just feel that the Hornets have a little bit more talent, if that makes sense. Like, it's very contradicting to say that because, you know, team chemistry and talent, what are you going to really take in the NBA? I just feel that LaMelo Ball and Terry Rozier, they have the ability to win this game and go – and play the loser of the um, Celtics and Wizards matchup. Right. I'm with um, you there, Sean, but – sorry, Rohan, go ahead. Oh, no, yeah, okay. Um, I was going to say that I'm also kind of with you there. Like, they're sort of, sort of a more exciting team. I don't know about team chemistry. Um, I feel like with between those two, it's a toss-up. Um, but I think the main thing for this game is the health of Brogdon and Miles Turner. If those two play, um, I think the Pacers have a good shot at beating this team. But without Turner or Brogdon to say one of them's out, I give the Hornets a slight edge. So I think this game's going to come down to the health of those two players. I, I'm i going to have to disagree with you there, Sham. I think the Pacers are the more talented team. I think they have more team chemistry. And I think they're just flat out better than the Hornets. Like, don't get me wrong, the Hornets are a very exciting team. LaMelo Ball is, in my view, probably the best rookie in this draft class. Not not Anthony Edwards, not James Wiseman, but it's LaMelo Ball. And Terry Rozier has been an absolute revelation. I remember when the Hornets and Michael Jordan signed Terry Rozier to that massive contract. We were all clowning him, but at the end of the day, Michael Jordan kind of knew what he was doing, and Terry Rozier is doing great. But the Pacers have an all-star in DeMontis Sabonis. They have a potential defensive player of the year in Miles Turner. Then they have Malcolm Brogdon, who was 50-40-90 club. They have talent, and they have the experience. And I think that's just more important than LaMelo Ball, who's in his rookie year. He's going to get that playoff or, you know, that play-in tournament experience, but it just won't be enough to get them to that, you know, second play-in game. Absolutely. I think that I can kind of, like, get on board with what, you know, both you and Rohan are saying over here again it's a toss-up ultimately I think me and Rohan are definitely tilting towards the Hornets you're tilting towards the Pacers but might I just say something that it's even if either one of these teams win I really don't care who the loser of the Wizards and Celtics game I believe is going to win the eighth seed so um I mean my, my, my final prediction for the Eastern Conference is that the Wizards and the Celtics specifically i want to say that the wizards will get the seventh seed celtics will get the eighth seed or vice versa that's that's i think what's going to happen ultimately yeah um i agree for sure there i think the wizards and the celtics can beat both these teams uh just real quick though um the hornets 
uh, are also out without Gordon Hayward. Um, so that might play a part in the game. So I'm telling you, this game is just going to come down to the health of their stars. And whoever's more healthy is going to end up winning winning this game. But I do think that if the Celtics uh, end up losing um, against the Wizards and they fall to the winner of this 9-10 game, the Celtics will beat this team. And I think a Celtics-Sixers uh, matchup would be more interesting than a Hornet-Sixers or a Pacers-Sixers matchup. So I'm kind of rooting for Wizards-Celtics end up being the 7-8 in the Eastern Conference. But I think you were talking about how the Wizards are going to take the seven and the Celtics are going to be the seven, like we talked about earlier. But when it comes down to the Celtics and the Pacers, I think Jalen Brown's injury is going to be so big for the Celtics just because they've relied on him for so long this season. It's just going to be too much for them to overcome the players that I just mentioned for the Pacers and Sabonis, Turner, Brogdon, and the rest of their squad that they have there. So I think... The Wizards are seven, and the Pacers are eight. And Philly fans bickering no matter what happens <laughs> here, you know. Um, you know, I, I, Sixers are absolutely, I think we can arguably make the stretch and bold prediction of saying that they could sweep whoever they play um, in the first round. Um, it's, it's very debatable, but no more than five. Five games for Philly over there after the first round of the NBA playoffs. But now moving on to the Western Conference, uh, I think the biggest storyline, arguably, of the entire playoffs, if you want to say, is LeBron versus Steph once again, uh, this time in a playing tournament with the seven-seeded Lakers and the eight-seeded Warriors. I think this is the torn. This is the matchup that we've all wanted. I think this is the matchup Adam Silver wanted. I think this is the <laughs> matchup that whoever came in with the play-in tournament envisioned this to be the perfect play-in matchup. Like, just think about it. We've had LeBron and Steph for four years in the finals, like Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, and now they meet in the play-in. We knew that LeBron and Steph couldn't meet in the finals because they're in the Western Conference. Right. And we knew that with the Warriors being like pretty bad this year, they weren't going to meet in the Western Conference finals for sure. But the way the world works, you know, LeBron and Steph have matched up again in the playoffs and they're in the play-in. And so I think this is going to be not only an exciting game, I think this will be the most watched NBA game of the season. Not the finals, not the Western Conference, Eastern Conference finals. I think this this game LeBron versus Steph, not the Lakers, just LeBron and, I mean, AD too, but LeBron and AD versus Steph, that's the highlight of the season. I am so excited to watch this game, and I'm going to throw it out there. I think the way Steph has been playing since April, back-to-back player of the month of April and May, you know, I think I think he's the MVP, so does LeBron, and I think he's going to take it for the Warriors, make them that eight seed, and then Lakers will beat the Grizzlies or the Spurs, whoever wins that game, to be the eighth. Yeah, yeah, she hit it right on the mark. I think this is going to be the most watched game um, of the season. It's going to have super high ratings. As we know, LeBron, Steph always draw a crowd. Um, but as good as Steph has been playing, I'm kind of worried about how the Warriors are going to match up against uh, some of the Lakers' big men, such as AD, Drummond, Gasol, um, especially if AD ends up playing the five. I'm kind of worried, like, you know, can Draymond take him um, while we have someone like JTA playing the four, you know? 
Um, so that's going to be something to look at. I think that's the main concern for the Warriors going forward in this game. But I think that if they can stop AD early and the Warriors kind of hang around, you know, like a five, six um, point lead or even a deficit, then Steph is like as dangerous as anyone in the league to um, make a comeback for this team. And I like have full confidence that if they hang around, Steph can bring them home. But I'm kind of worried about the Warriors falling back um, in the beginning of the game and kind of just getting blown out through the rest. That's my main thing. But I think if by halftime the game's pretty close, I'd give a good shot to the Warriors. Sean, like just before you like right. had your spiel, um, Rohan, throw that back right at you. Do you think the Lakers match up with the Warriors that well either? Like they have the big men, they have AD and LeBron, but who's guarding Steph on the other end? Dennis Shooter? Like I know right. the Lakers have the big men, but like the Lakers. Before, I mean, the wait, wait, wait. Before Rohan jumps in to answer your question, I would just like to say, no one can guard Steph. No, that's, no one. Like, that's like true. I, that I, is I'm true. honestly just gonna leave that out there. I think that it is inevitable that Steph is going to put on a show. The thing is that when you play guys like Steph, you are doing damage control. You're not. Your game plan is not. How am I gonna stop Steph? It's how, how am I going him? to contain? Yeah, contain him is, is a loose term to use, but I think that's the word, that's the proper word to use. And on top of that, I think that the Lakers need to focus more on their offensive plan and more of, you know, if, if the Warriors are going to beat us with three balls, or rather if Steph's going to beat us on three balls, I think the Lakers need to learn to live with that. There's a... I, I think kind of... Is it, is it the anyone that's that strategy? You just let anyone but Steph. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna agree with you there, Rohan. I think the Lakers are gonna go with that anyone but Steph. We're gonna double, triple, quadruple team Steph. We've seen teams quadruple team uh, Steph all year long. I think as long as Wiggins, JTA, Draymond, and anyone else on the Warriors is killing the Lakers, I think I'm I'm fine with that as a Lakers fan. As long as Steph isn't dropping fifty on us. We have a pretty good chance of winning this game if I'm a Lakers fan. I yeah, think that I mean, also the weird, sorry, the the weird thing is though for the Warriors is that I I think the Lakers can and should maybe win this matchup. And I I again I don't I don't mean no discredit to Steph or the Warriors in any kind of way. I think they're absolutely capable of winning this game. But but for seeding purposes, I like. I like to, I'd like to see the Warriors lose and win against the winner of the Grizzlies and Spurs. Again, I don't care who that is. I think that, once again, it's similar to the Eastern Conference. Whoever loses the 7-8 and eight matchup is going to win that second game in both conferences. And I like the Warriors to, you know, play the Jazz in the first round. And as a fan, I would like to see LeBron play Chris Paul uh, in the opening round of the playoffs as well against the Suns. I, as a Warriors, as a Warriors fan, I actually want the Warriors to win against LeBron. But I do know that us matching up against the Suns is a lot worse than us matching up against the Jazz. Just exactly. Because Chris Paul is yeah. a great defender, and that's their best defense against Steph Curry. The Jazz, on the other hand, Mike Conley's been out for a while. Donovan Mitchell, I'm not sure if he's even going to be playing in the playoffs. But Rudy Gobert, the defensive player of the year you know he is terrible at defending guards i don't know if you guys remember in 2017 when the warriors played the jazz steph 
Steph mm. made an absolute fool of the defensive player of the year. He spun him around and went 360 under the rim. Like that was one of the best plays I've ever seen him make. Think, and that was against I, Rudy Gobert. Yeah, I think I that that's... Steph makes a fool out of anyone now. He like did, I, yeah. again, just that's, the way that's fair. <laughs> the way the way that again, I'm not a Warriors fan. I'm sure that you know, if you've listened to our previous podcast, I was just gloating, giving a glaring review. So, so what are our predictions for the Lakers Warriors matchup, guys? Yeah, I'm gonna say that uh, the Lakers win in a close one. I think that mm-hmm. just Steph doing his magic, I feel like it's not gonna work. I'm obviously still gonna root for the Warriors, but I'm just kind of on. Not as hopeful as maybe you, Yash. Um, also, the game is at Staples, and we know how Steph plays at Staples. He kind of has that. That is true. Curse, you know, he, he does. Just, he does just, have that curse at Staples. And just one more thing, um, you know, the anyone but Steph strategy, like Phoenix tried that, and Phoenix ended up kind of getting smoked by Andrew Wiggins. You know, so I think that I don't know if that's the strategy to go for if you're the Lakers. You know, just anyone but Steph. Um, it's kind of a dangerous game to play, you know, just JTA and Draymond getting free dunks to the free driving lanes to the basket. But I think that the Lakers do enough. Um, if AD has a solid game, puts up 25, 30 plus, the Lakers should win by five. And I, I'm sure the Warriors can handle the Grizzly Spurs, you know? So mm-hmm. see, although that I kind of agree with what you're saying there, Rohan, like might we just include that, you know, the Warriors were without, Draymond and Steph, and we saw a kid named Jordan Poole drop 38. So, again, this team is very capable of having a pretty good supporting staff, sorry, supporting um, staff down the stretch, you know, for Steph um, and, and Draymond, of course, you know. But it's just a matter of will this team come together? And I think that they will and they can, but, but just because it's the Basically, I don't want to say it's the playoffs, but it kind of is, you know, LeBron, LeBron can turn on that switch. I'm not buying the whole injury thing. Like, like I know LeBron looked a little bit gimpy here and there, but when the playoffs come, I think the one person I don't want to bet against ever is, is LeBron James. I agree with you there, but just, just to kind of throw a wrench in that we've been talking a lot about like scoring about the Warriors and the Lakers, but here's a stat for both of you. In the first 50 games this season, the Lakers were the number one ranked defense in the league. And the last 20, the Warriors were the number one ranked defense in the league. So as, as much as we've been talking about scoring, I actually think that this team, this game is going to come down to which team can defend. We know LeBron, we know AD, former defense, or not former defensive player of the year, but potential defensive player of the year. We have Draymond and Wiggins on the other side of the ball. So I think this game is going to be kind of gritted and grinded out to see who can really come down at the wire and just kind of close it out for their team. Absolutely. And I think that once again, if it comes down to a one possession game, it could go either way. It could go either way. And Definitely. you know, those Steph, those Steph three pointers are quite deadly down the they, stretch. So they absolutely are as we've seen all year long. Absolutely. So I, think, I think, I think this game is going to either be decided in the first half or it's going to come down to the last minute. It's just, I don't, I don't see it going any other way, you know? So it's either going to be a blow I, or a super close game. I agree with that. I, I actually do agree with that. Fair. 
But getting to the Grizzlies and Spurs, I know not as amusing of a matchup. <laughs> do we, we do we even to, do we, we even need to talk to, about this? Like who cares? To, to, but um I think I think all that I'd like to say on the Spurs is that Greg Popovich, congrats. You know, you're a phenomenal head coach. Really not much there. DeMar DeRozan's a free agent. I think that this team's kind of, you know, on that downhill slope, you could say. Um John Morant is everything you need to know about the Grizzlies. And um, based on these rankings, it, it, it makes sense. I think that the Grizzlies are better than the Spurs, good enough to beat them, should beat them, but they're not good enough to beat the Warriors or the Lakers, whoever ends up being the loser. And we just saw what Steph did against the Grizzlies. Um, I have no reason to believe why it cannot happen again. Yeah, I think that this series, the Grizzlies and Spurs series, it's it's kind of for the Grizzlies and the Spurs fans, but the rest of the NBA knows that it's as irrelevant as any of the other teams that are not in the playoffs because the Lakers and the Warriors are, I'd say, a 99.99% chance locked to win the 7 and the 8 seed. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I think Grizzlies should handle business with the Spurs. Valanciunas has been balling. Um, Dylan Brooks has been playing pretty well. John Moran obviously has had an off game against the Warriors, but I'm sure he'll pick it up against the Spurs. But yeah, like we said, we're, I guess we're all in consensus that the Lakers and Warriors should get the seven, eight. However, that plays out um, if the Lakers win or the Warriors win the first game, you know? So it's going to be yep, interesting to see. It, right. It really just sucks for, for Memphis. You know, it's your second straight year in a plan and they're probably about to get, you know, last year they got, screwed by Damian Lillard going on that insane run in the bubble from three-point land and now you got to deal with Steph who is the greatest shooter ever again from three-point land it's just gonna kill them uh, I guess Memphis hates those point guards <laughs> well, they, well they got they got a good they one got, they got, got jaw so maybe but, maybe 10 years down the line they'll they'll know, they'll not, know the flip side is he's he's not Steph though I don't think anyone's Steph so that's that's all <laughs> that matters down the stretch but um, I want to thank Yash Ron for joining me on yet another NBA podcast. That's all we got for you guys today uh, for the playing tournaments. First round predictions should be coming out this weekend, shortly after the plan has concluded. Um, other than that, stay tuned for more at the panels.live for the fastest NFL and NBA news. And signing off for you, I'm Sean Ramachandran, joined by Yash Joshi and Mohan Rajan.